This is Foolish Adventure, episode 51, The Importance of T.I.M. Welcome to another episode of Foolish Adventure. I'm Izzy Hyman, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Tim Conley. Hello, Tim. Hey, what's up, Izzy? What is up, Tim? Oh, lots of stuff, lots of stuff. I'm uh, pretty excited about our topic for today. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. So today we're talking about Tim. Yes, my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on now. And when we say Tim, we're talking about T-I-M. It's an acronym that Tim, you created, which I think is just brilliant. I, I, I need to come up with an acronym with the letters I-Z-Z-Y somehow. That, that might be tricky. That is going to be tricky. I don't know. Igloo Zoo. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> There's not, I don't have a lot of options. But what does T-I-M stand for? Time, income, and mobility. Which is a big part of being an internet entrepreneur. Yeah, it's it's kind of the fundamentals that make up what a lot of people perceive as the internet lifestyle. Now, it's interesting you say perceive as the internet lifestyle. Well, yeah, until you actually are doing something, you, you don't know how it looks behind the scenes. So a lot of times people look at only the surface of a business and they don't they don't look deep enough to see that there's a lot of work behind the scenes to make everything look easy for the customer. And, and that's, that's why people look at the internet lifestyle. They see, Oh, you know, the, there's these guys out there, they're working the four hour work week and, and, and they, you know, living on, on the beach and, uh, you know, just all, all these different ideas of uh, all these different perceptions of what's possible in the in, uh, if you have an internet business and they are true it's just that they're not it, it it's not true in the context in which they may be thinking because you have to structure your business based upon being able to control your time control your income and control your mobility Okay. I just think this is brilliant. So time. So obviously this gives us a structure for the show today that we need to talk about time and how your internet business will give you time and give you control of your time. And we need to talk about income and how it gives you control over that. We need to talk about mobility. It's funny because, you know, mobility is something I really haven't taken advantage of when it comes to having an internet business. And part of that is because I did not set up my business to really be ideal for mobile stuff. You know, I have a I actually quite the opposite. I've sort of built, I built a little miniature, you know, quasi studio in my house, in my garage, and it has lots of stuff in it and, uh, you know, gear and equipment and stuff for video. And, you know, I, it's funny because you and I have sort of polar opposite stuff. You keep, you scale your business down to where it can be done. In fact, uh, you were telling me about how you were trying to do everything just from, a, uh, just from a smartphone. You know, yeah. not even from a computer. Like the only thing I need to run my business is a smartphone. And I'm exactly the opposite. I, to run my business, I, I need a lot of stuff and people and gear and <laughs> stuff like that. That's the way I designed my business. Uh, yeah. But. Well, the, this actually started and I, I, I was thinking that it was back in 2006. So I got a hold of my best friend uh, to find out when he was in India because that's when we actually started formulating a lot of these ideas. And that was in 2005. I had a uh, swimming pool company. I was still doing marketing consulting part-time, but I had a swimming pool company that I was growing. And it was taking up all my time. 
but it was growing rapidly. I was making money hand over fist. So it seemed like a good idea at the time, but I, I didn't have the lifestyle that I actually wanted. And here's my buddy. He's living in, in India. And he was like, you remember those days when we were young and we were talking about how we were going to live around the world and, and uh, have this, you know, expat lifestyle. This was pre, you know, having an internet lifestyle thing, you know, before lifestyle design kicked off from uh, Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was back in the day when uh, things were a little more difficult to be able to run a business from around the world. And and I, I wasn't really happy with how things were going with my business, but it was growing rapidly, so I just stuck with it. And even and and that that's a lesson right there. Uh, if you're not happy with your business, change it. And it, it took me till into 2006. I started uh, changing my business uh, dramatically to the point where by the end of 2006, I had uh, one employee and myself. Uh, a one full-time employee, myself, and a part-time office assistant, and and that was it. That that I, I went from a business that was doing over fifty thousand a month down to, I think we were down to about twenty something thousand a month. But I scaled it back from having uh, five full-time employees and uh, and a couple of part-time people, plus myself, down to just the, uh, just three people. And, and it, it, and I ended up not only getting, getting that accomplished, but what happened was I, I went from working like 16 hour days, six days a week down to working, I think around uh, 20 something hours a week, um, uh, on maybe on average, uh, some, sometimes I'd only work like, uh, three or four hours in a day. And, and then I would usually only work four days a week, uh, when I was working. And then I would take anywhere from 10 to 12 weeks off in a year and go travel the world. Uh, well, unfortunately I didn't travel the world because, uh, because what happened was I could only leave for short periods of time because I, ha- I didn't have a, my business completely structured in a way that I could just leave. Yeah. So if something went wrong, I had to be able to get back to my business quickly mm-hmm. and you know, taking off uh, to Asia and being away from the Internet for a while, because uh, at that time it was a little more difficult to uh, to get access in uh, some parts of the world. So I, I knew that I wouldn't get notified quickly. So I may not hear that there was a huge problem in my business until like three or four days after after it occurred. Until it's too late. Yeah. And then I would have to take, you know, probably two or three days to get back home. Yeah. And then so now we're at least a week into uh, trying to fix something that, yeah. that could have been a major issue. I never had anything that that happened that could have been just hugely detrimental to my business. But I knew that if it happened, I didn't have a way to fix it. And so eventually I just sold, uh, just finished selling everything off. I sold off the, uh, sold off the business and, and got out of it completely. But that, that metamorphosis from a business that took up all my time and 
I, it, it was my own, uh, it became almost my entire income uh, because I wasn't consulting very much. I would only do it periodically. So, so in, in a way you could say it was my only source of income. And then I had no, no mobility. I, I could not control where I was in the world because of this business. So those were things that I really wanted to m- make huge changes in. So it's interesting, uh, just off the, uh, I mean, sort of like, I guess, a meta meta thought here is that we started talking about Tim and then I started with M. So we're going to end up talking about Mitt by accident. So <laughs> apologize for that. See, oh, that's all right. Yeah, I've never, I've never tested it. I mean, it's one of the things that we've talked about having an internet, internet business. Noelle and I have talked about, you know, traveling the world a little bit and this kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, ironically, a few years ago, we decided just to do a test to go and, and go to the Midwest where Noelle's family is and bring some of the stuff that we needed. We actually hauled a trailer because we needed a trailer for some of the video, uh, the mobile studio. Um, and uh, we decided to work from there for a few weeks. And it was just, it was, it was very, very challenging. We weren't able to pull it off successfully. Uh, I mean, a few things went wrong. Number one, we had uncontrollables like noise and stuff. There were kids running around. We couldn't get a quiet, like ambient noise level for us to be able to shoot. And it was, it was uh, kind of frustrating, at least for indoors. And then, of course, outdoors, you have more inclement types of weather here in Arizona. It's always sunny. And then, uh, and then while we were gone, our house got burglarized and stole a bunch of our, you know, somebody stole a bunch of our stuff. So we ended up having to come back early and it was just this major, major hassle. So that kind of actually gave me a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth about the idea of trying to take my business mobile. And I, I said, you know what, I'm actually pretty happy just kind of working <laughs> around the house, you know, <laughs> you know, so as mobile as I get, I mean, I do probably go to Starbucks and work for, on my computer, answering emails and writing blog posts and writing scripts and, and doing research. And, you know, I, I do that for maybe a couple hours on a daily basis, uh, which, is, but I do that really honestly, just to get out of the house because I do get kind of stir crazy, especially if I'm just locked in my studio, which doesn't have any windows or anything like that. So I get a little stir crazy. Uh, and it's funny because, uh, you know, the, the truth is that if, if I got ahead on my videos, if I were to create, you know, enough, maybe like four members only videos, I could be gone for two months, just keeping up on email and stuff like this. Cause the videos are the big obligation I have, you know, I got to get two members only videos out every single month. That's the obligation I have. But other than that, I've, I can be putting out content, blog posts, and I could be recording audio and stuff like that because it doesn't take as much. Um, I could be doing that from anywhere. So right. it, it, is, it is actually very possible that I could go mobile if I get ahead on the videos. But because of the way my business is structured, the video production part, and the truth is that I could even do some, you know, like I could be doing, okay, how to cover video when you're in Mexico or how to do video when you're in, <laughs> in uh, right. you know, Asia or whatever. Um, you know, there's aspects that I could cover when you're, when you don't have the studio, it's just that I've gotten the, I guess the easy habit of having access to all the cush things that make, make it easier for me. Um, what, what I find interesting is that you, you really focused on mobility out of the, the three items that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Cause it's the one that I think I have the least control over, I guess, probably. And, and that's the thing. That's the, the spot where most people that I, when I ever talk about uh, Tim, that, that's what most people focus on is the mobility part. Uh, I'll either get, oh, uh, I, I don't want to travel the world. Well, then don't travel the world. Uh, if uh, Some people will say, well, I, uh, 
I, I don't think I can change my business to be able to be mobile or in like what you were just saying, well, maybe I could figure out ways of expanding my time a little bit by uh, condensing my, my workflow, which is a vi- which is viable, right? You know, you could condense your workflow, get uh, four, four or five months worth of videos already made, and then you could leave for four months. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's a, that is a possibility where you could condense your workflow and change, change your mobility. A lot of people are very resistant to the idea of mobility because for, well, since, since humanity, we've been basically tied to earning a living from where we're at. So even, even nomads would have to uh, they they lived off the land, so they moved from one place to another because they were living off of where they were, and and so before I called it mobility, came up with this whole clever uh, TIM thing. I, I was calling it non geographically based income. Okay, you know, me- yeah, mobility is better for sure. <laughs> Good choice there. So, you know, me and my uh, over intellectualizing everything I do. Yeah. Uh, so that I came up with, cause that's, that's essentially what we're talking about is not having your livelihood based upon a geography. And, and we can do that now easily. Whereas in, in the recent past, it was more difficult. Uh, so when I first started this, uh, with my friend Kane, we were trying to figure out how to do this with smartphones. And this was back at a time when smartphones were pretty dumb and they were, they were really difficult to actually use. So there were a lot of things that we could not actually do in running a business. So, so we had to use uh, computers. So we had to have a laptop to be able to actually do a, a full-blown business. But now with, say, uh, a, a, an iPhone, you could, you could actually run – a internet-based information product business. It would not be difficult to do so. Uh, you just have to adjust your workflow patterns to be able to fit the fact that you could carry your entire business on a phone. <laughs> that So mobility is the one thing that a lot of people are resistant to because we're not used to it. What, what we're not, we're, You're saying we're not resistant to uh, time and income, huh? Oh, no, no, because uh, people are very interested in that. I would like to have control of my time. And, and, and that, that, let, me, let me say that it, when, we're, when we're speaking of controlling your time, we're not talking about you know, the David Allen getting things done sort of time. Right. Uh, I, I don't work that way. I'm talking about time as in you have uh, 24 hours uh, uh, every day. And you're limited by the number of years that you're going to live. That that's our time, and we need to be able to have control over it, as opposed to someone else controlling our time. That that's what, what when I reference time, that's what I'm talking about. So, give us a couple nice bullet points regarding time. Okay, time is the uh, first the ability to choose what uh, what you want to do and when you want to do it. That, that's having time freedom. If you, if you do not have the ability to choose what you want to do and when you want to do it, you don't have time freedom. So uh, sometimes you may make 
prior decisions that prevent you from doing something like right now, like, oh, I, I, I want to go run off uh, to uh, Baja for the weekend, but I've already promised someone else that I was going to do something for them this weekend. Okay. That's not, not what I'm talking about either. I'm not talking about your own decisions interfering with um, other, uh, other decisions that come, uh, that may come up. So if you're, if you're looking at your time and someone else has the ability to keep you from running off to Baja because it's their decision, like your boss saying, well, I think you need to come in this weekend and work on those TPS reports. <laughs> then, then that's, that's not having control of your time. So that's definitely one of the biggest things that I noticed in the transition of going from working for corporate America to having an online business that I'm working in full time. And that is that the number one thing for me is my, has been my time. I get more time doing all the stuff that I love. I get more time with my family. That's the biggest one for me because I am a family guy. I have a wife and three children and two dogs. And, you know, I have a daughter that's heavily involved in dance. I have a son that is heavily involved with movies and, and shows and stuff like this. I have another son that likes to build stuff and all of them like to spend time doing things. And uh, you know, in my previous life, I would get on average with them during the week, Monday through Friday, I would probably get, you know, I don't know, an hour and a half or something like that, where I'd see my kids on a daily basis, where now I'm, I literally spend hours and hours and hours with them. Uh, it's, it, I definitely work less hours than I used to. And sometimes, I, I mean, honest, to be frank, I really wish I could have spent more time working because sometimes I feel like I have less hours that I'm working, more family time, but I'm also trying to get more stuff done because I'm not an employee anymore. I'm an owner, a business owner, and I actually have more things to do than I used to have to do, you know, uh, but I'm trying to squeeze it into, you know, smaller and smaller amounts of time. So, but, um, you know, it's, I definitely have more time. There's no doubt about it. And this weekend is a pretty good example where I basically spent the entire weekend just playing with the kids. I didn't, I probably worked maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes, this an hour, this whole weekend. I didn't intend for it to be that way. Noel went out of town. I'm with the kids on my own. I'm keeping them entertained and taking them places, doing stuff. It was fun. I had a great time. Uh, I'm kind of glad it went that way, but <laughs> you know, anyway, time is a major thing for me. And that's also when I'm re, when I'm reminded that how short life is and I don't really want to spend, I'm so glad I'm not just working for quote the man all the time anymore where where all of my efforts are being built up to, you know, for this other company, I'm actually building something, not only, not only something for like, you know, income, but something that is doing, I think, you know, doing good for the world. You know, it's not right. a charity by any means. I'm not trying to make it sound like that. It's not a charity thing, but. Oh, providing value for the world. Yeah. Providing value. I, I think it's doing good. You know, the more people that know how to show, shoot good video and, you know, can capture family video better and capture you know, events and maybe make a living doing it and all this kind of stuff. I, I'm all for that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Let's jump on to income, which is like everybody's favorite part. And income, even though I just said that time was my favorite part. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, time, time is, and, and, but see, you that, know, uh, that becomes super important after you figure out the income part. Okay. So, so let's talk about the income thing for a second here, because be, uh, and and versus time because I actually I, the first time I ever realized that time is more valuable than income 
was it, it surprisingly it was kind of it was in my adulthood and that was when i met somebody who had gone they they owned a basically a bar they it's one of these things where they worked for i think on wall street uh, they were stockbrokers and all this stuff and they worked zillions of hours and all and made lots of money and then they decided they've burned out on that they're baby boomers and they said i'm going to go and start a bar even though i'm going to make less money I'm going to be doing what I want and have my have my time. You know, that's the fantasy of it. So this is when I first realized that, oh, my gosh, people walk away from the big bucks to have more time. Yeah, it actually happens. But anyway. Well, but see, most people think that they need that money and uh, they, they need a huge income to be able to have time. And that's not really true. It's not the amount of money that that you need to be able to have the kind of life that you wish to live unless it's, you know, you want to have say a rock star lifestyle. Like I want to have a couple of mansions around the world flying private jets. Well, if that's what you value the most uh, with your life is these huge material things, then you're going to need tons of money for that. But uh, most people that, that we, that I know and, and people that you just talk with when you start getting past this superficial things, um, uh, superficial material things like, you know, I want a luxury car or something. They, they get down to, yeah, it'd be nice if I could, uh, you know, go to my kids' uh, ball games. You know, but instead I'm at the office. So I'd love to be able to make more money so that I could, so that I could go to my kids' ball game. And well, it doesn't, <laughs> which, which isn't logical, but that's how we're, ra- uh, that's how we're, I would say uh, raised and ingrained to believe in Western culture is that money has a major, um, uh, especially American culture, that money is the solution to all problems. It's, uh, I don't know, I just think it's really interesting when you think that people will literally choose to make less money to have more time. That's how valuable time is. I mean, uh, that's how valuable time is to us these days when we're busier and busier and want more. I mean, time is really the, the main thing, but let's go ahead and talk about income. Cause for sure, a lot of people think that income is the way to get the freedom, basically buy your freedom. And, and it is in one respect, if you have control over your, over how, what kind of income you have. Okay. Uh, so a lot of people figure, Oh, if I were making, you know, $500,000 a year, I would be happy. I would have the life that I want, but they choose say being an investment banker and, and they're making $500,000 a year, but they have no time because they're working 14 hour days and then having to uh, stay abreast of, uh, financial, uh, happenings during the weekend. So they don't even spend any time with their kids and, you know, their family. And then, then they start all over again on Monday and then, uh, you know, take a couple of weeks off in a year and that's, that's their only downtime. So there's, there's income out there that will always prevent you from having time. Uh, that, that's, that's a, a major, a major factor is choosing what kind of income you're actually earning. And there, there's a couple of good sources of income that allows you to have time. And one of them's financial investments. So if you had a whole bunch of money already, you could put it into certain financial intru- uh, instruments and just get interest paid to you. And then you would have all the time in the world and not have to worry about money. But of course, you would need 
a ton of money to get started with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. So what's option number two? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Barring that. <laughs> yeah. Let's say that is not uh, available currently. Then where do we go from there? Uh, go, uh, one of the f- uh, easiest ways is what we what we talk about, which is a uh, an internet based information product business with recurring revenue. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if it's not recurring, it, it, recurring is better. Uh, where where we talk about you know setting up a membership site, and that way you can continue to get monthly income. That that is better, but it's not a a requirement to be able to control your, your time and your mobility with, with this income. Mm-hmm. That's true. So you, you can, you can mess that up, but let, let's talk about other kinds of income. Like most people, uh, we have, most people have jobs and, uh, more and more people are getting the ability to be telecommuters. There are people who are freelancing and they have more location independence uh, meaning that they don't have to be in a particular location to earn their income. They can, as long as they're able to call in, uh, get on the internet, they're able to do their job. That's becoming more and more popular, but they still don't have time freedom because if they're not, if they're not punching the clock, they're not getting paid. So there's, there's other type, all these different types of income that we have available to us. Uh, most people understand job income. You show up at your job, you put in your 40 hours a week, and you get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what most people understand. That's not the norm. That, that's not what the norm used to be. Well, we used to have to you know, make a living ourselves. Before the Industrial Revolution, we all had to, you know, make, uh, figure out a way to make a living, mo- mostly through farming. But then others were getting uh, would do crafts, uh, blacksmith, things like that. So, but even those are all kind of jobs. So, human history has been basically jobs uh, for uh, for us. So uh, most people have a hard time understanding beyond that, uh, beyond having to do a job. So Tim, Tim Ferriss warned in the four-hour work week is that you could get into building an internet business and then which, – which can allow you time and mobility freedom. But they focus so much on turning it into a job that they lose all those freedoms that they could have gained from it. This, uh, this whole conversation, whenever I talk about this kind of stuff, it always reminds me – of that book that I read years and years ago. I, I don't know when it came out, but it was called um, The Cash Flow Quadrant from Robert Kiyosaki. Did right. you ever read that one? Yes. Yeah, where they talk, he talks about the quadrant of being an employee versus um, self-employed versus a business owner versus an investor and the kind of the advantages and disadvantages of each of them and how a lot of people go from being an employee to being a business or, or excuse me, to being self-employed where they're basically just the same thing as an employee except for themselves. In some ways it's even worse. And then they, it is worse. Yeah. And business owner and then investor. And of course he, you know, I, I think in the book, a big part of it, it's been years since I've read this, but I think a big part of it was how investor is really freedom because then you're, it's, it's like your money that's working for you. It's like what you're talking about, that, right. that big pool of money. And then that's working for you versus right. people and systems and stuff. 
Again, with financial instruments, you need a big pool of money for it to actually work, and and not not there. You know, there may be people out there listening to this. They're going to say, "Oh, that's not true." Well, it is. Uh, you you have to have a big pool of money to live off of the interest. What they they may uh, somebody may be thinking right now is, "Well, you can get become an investor and end up making a living as an investor." But then you're then you're in the self-employed category. Yeah, because you're in front of your computer, like day traders and that kind of stuff. Is that what you're? Well, thinking? yeah, yeah. Uh, or or you're investing in real estate or something. Uh-huh. That that becomes a job unto itself until you've accumulated enough real estate to pay you passively. You are actively involved in doing a job which is investing in real estate or investing in stocks that that uh, that is not what uh, like Kiyosaki was mention, uh, calling investing because as an if you've got the money and you invest it and you just live off the interest that's that is the most passive you can get uh, in in a way to uh, pay your bills so okay, so let's get let's give some usable information out now. You know, okay. regarding t- uh, time, income, and mobility, um, it's one of these. It, for, what I'm gathering from this conversation is that start by deciding what it is you want in in a category, and then you structure your life and business around that. But and the other thing is keep in mind that what you want may actually change. I mean, it's definitely changed for me. I thought I wanted something and ended up wanting something else. You know, I I thought I was going to want tons of mobility and travel the world. And then it turns out that it's not something I really wanted. I prefer I like the freedom of being able to be mobile, but don't necessarily need to do it. You know, Um, so that can change. Is that is that something that you would recommend as a takeaway? Start with what you want and then structure things according to that. Yeah, uh, we, you need to figure out like what's important to you in life before you start, you know, running at a business because a business can take over your life. That the pool company when I started it, it was just going to be an investment, and somehow it became my entire life. That that was because I didn't, I, I had no planning involved. I, I didn't figure out how I was going to not be the guy who made sure the whole system ran. I just focused on building it and bringing in more income. I, I was focused on the income section of time, income, and mobility. I, I, I hadn't considered mobility. I hadn't considered my time. All I was uh, considering was the income that that this business could generate. And because I didn't plan out what I wanted out of life, why I even wanted this investment business, this idea of having this thing as an investment. I didn't really plan that out. I didn't know what was the most important things to me. Uh, It took over. And that's why I said uh, before is that you can pick income that, that will prevent you from having what you want in your life. So you and I have found that when we when we finally had control of our time, we weren't really too concerned about mobility because we just wanted to be around our family. Yeah, that that's that's what we we ended up focusing on. What was uh, ended up being the most important to us was having the time to do the things with our family and have a a, a really good relationship with them, as opposed to 
what you what you may if you look around and do something on lifestyle design type that in to google you're going to find a bunch of 20 something year olds talking about uh living in thailand or or you know traveling the world and that's that's the only thing that that you may see in the lifestyle design world is is travel but that's not really the most important thing for for many people and it's like yeah i wouldn't mind going and seeing you know going on vacation going to paris or something but most people are going to want to have the real time freedom of choosing to be with friends and family over uh you know gallivanting around the world so figuring out what you really want out of life is going to be the key factor before you ever get started. I'm even with that, I'm still going to recommend an internet-based information product business because that's going to be it it has most of the key factors necessary to allow you to make whatever decisions you want with your life. Yeah, I mean, if you want if you want to structure your life, you can it's it's not the only way for sure. Of course, it's not the only way, but you can totally, it's possible. It's, you can totally do it. You can create, you can structure your business, you can structure your product, the sales system, the whole thing, the marketing, all that stuff to be able to allow you to do what you want from a time, income, and mobility standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I, I, how about I read uh, this section that I wrote for our members? Um, Go ahead. Uh, on on why I say an online information product business. And and this there are other types of info product businesses. You can have an offline one. Uh, a magazine is an offline version of an info product business because all you're selling is information. You can print it, you can put it on CD, you can put it on DVD. That that is an info product, but it is being sold offline. What we're talking about is digital products sold online. It could be even uh, in a membership site, which we recommend because of uh, being able to generate recurring long-term revenue from each sale that you make. But here's, here's what I wrote, uh, saying the inherent qualities that give us time, income, and mobility from an online information product business. One, the internet does not, doesn't require a location to use it. You just need a way to connect to it. Two, info products are scalable. You make it once and sell it over and over again. Info products don't require warehousing or manufacturing. They're, they're digital. After they are designed, they don't take up, any, uh, take up time or space. Info products have near infinite margin. After the cost of design, hosting, transaction fees, there is almost no additional cost to continue to sell and deliver them. This means they are almost all profit. Require few to no employees and possible to do without even outsourcing, even though I don't actually recommend you do all the jobs that are required for your info product business. It is possible that it could just be you. As six, very little money is needed to launch, operate, and grow an online info product business. Uh, we've talked about using the three product approach to attract an audience. So, so you don't even need to spend money on advertising. Uh, so it can be done with very little money. Seven, there are dozens of tools that will automate nearly every element of the business, which frees up more of your time and doesn't require you to be in a physical location. Those are the inherent properties of an online information product business that allow us to control our time, our income, and our mobility. 
Well said. Well written. Yeah, well, uh, it's stuff that I'd been thinking for years, and I finally just wrote it all down. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's... uh, uh, I mean, I feel... So my question, I guess, Tim, is that the, when I hear this, the first thing I think of is why don't more people do it? Well, we're we're ingrained to believe in the job as the greatest source of security. People would rather have security than they would than they would rather have freedom. In the United States, we talk a lot about being free and everything. We're actually uh, secure we're comfortable. We're not really free. We have many restrictions in the United States, and I'm not going to get onto a, a political diatribe or anything, but <laughs> we, we, do, we have, in, in, a lot of, in a lot of cases, we have very few freedoms, but we are free to mill about and, and do whatever, uh, do certain things within the confines of all the rules that have been established in our country. Uh, when, when you get into business, you, you, you start to find out how many things are actually regulated, how many laws there really are, because you, you start finding like, oh, I've got to report to this government agency and I've got to report to that one and I've got to report to all these different things yeah. to be able to stay compliant. Uh, a lot of people as, that have a job don't really notice a lot of those things. They just notice like the speed limit and uh, the stop signs and you know like you know those, those kind of rules. They they see those, but they don't really see all the others that that are in place. And and many in many cases we wake up already in violation of some of some law in this country because there are too many. Uh, we don't know all of them. So. The, uh, we're we're comfortable, and so security is tends to be more important to people than freedom. As as long as they're comfortable, you know they they don't have to worry about what they're eating and what's going to entertain them for the day. They they're they're hap- they're they're relatively happy. They're content. So so it sounds to me like what you're saying is the reason why more people don't do this is because they're secure where they are, or they're pursu- pursuing security, and it seems too risky? Is that what you're saying? It's just that yes. there's too much risk involved? It, it, it seems like there's too much risk. So, then, so then, then it's just a perception problem then, because you know, ba- having been on both sides of the fence, in my opinion, it's riskier to, work, to be an employee somewhere than it is to have your own business with your own skill set and be able to you know, basically know how to uh, build a business and market and sell and all that kind of stuff, because you, know, you could take that and apply it to any product or any service or whatever and build up a business. So right. it's, it's actually more secure. I feel more secure now than I did as an employee ever. You know, there is always that chance that you can lose your job. I mean, there's always a chance you could lose your business too, but, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not well, scared as much th- of that as I was about the employee thing, you know? Th- there's a, a huge difference. And we've talked about it on the show before where I've asked you, well, if you lost your business, do you feel you would have to run out and get a job or would you start another business? And I said, I would definitely just start another business. Right. Cause you've, you've learned the skill set required to do a business and found that even with with the what a lot of people consider risks you you have more control over your time your income and mobility you would have to give up control over those three things to go take a job 
Now, and, I mean, to be fair, if I didn't have any other options and cash flow was really tight and, and all this stuff, I, I, I don't think I would ever be in this position, but I would have no problem being an employee or something. In fact, I'd be a, a huge bargain, right? Somebody could get somebody that knows how to run a business from top to bottom. But, uh, but if I can choose, which I think I can, and, and one of the things that I've intentionally done is I have multiple businesses. You know, I've got Izzy Video and I've got Paper Clipping and we have Foolish Adventure and I've got, you know, other businesses in development and new products and stuff. So the chances of me finding myself without a business are pretty slim. And if I only lost one or two of them, the other ones can still keep me going, no problem. And as time goes on and I just learn how to build more and more businesses, I'll be even better off, right? So I've diversified my risk. So I don't think that would happen. But if it did happen, I definitely I would choose building a business again. You know, if you take away everything, I feel like I can just build it all right back up again, maybe somewhere else at a different industry, whatever, but I can build it up again. Well, and you have been, right? You built your one business, then you built then another you, one, and built another one, yeah, then yeah, yeah. and another. So you already know how to recreate your success. Yep, yep. And what what happens with a job and job mentality is that, and, and it's not anyone's particular fault. We're raised this way. Uh, people, when people ask you, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? They're want, they're wanting you to respond with a job. Like uh, a, yeah, right. Uh-huh. You're, you're going to be a firefighter. You're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. You know, the, they want to know like what kind of job in, in schools, all they talk about is jobs. They, they talk about getting a career. What kind of career are you going to uh, get? You know, what, what are you going to study in college? So you, so that'll determine what kind of job you get. The, that's, we have a whole culture based upon jobs. So it's not really anyone's fault that they have a job mentality. It's been ingrained into them from childhood. So anything that goes goes against something that you've had ingrained in you from childhood is is considered risky even though it's much riskier to put your faith in a company that may cut uh, cut jobs just so that they can boost their performance on Wall Street mm-hmm. which happens all the time mm-hmm. a company's like oh uh, it doesn't look like we're going to hit our numbers so our stock's going to drop in price once we come out with this report. So what we're going to do is announce 10% uh, layoffs uh, throughout the company. Whether those people are doing vital jobs or not it is irrelevant. They just want to hit that stock number. Uh, they, they, want, they want to hit, uh, hit that so that their stock prices stay up. And that that's really scary to know that something as trivial as – as people who make their living off of um, stock uh, stock prices, it can can eliminate your sole source of income, what you use to pay your bills and feed your kids. So I'm not really sure that the aversion to risk is really the big motivate or the big, I guess, uh, obstacle for everybody doing this. I think another part of it is people don't, I think there's some people that don't realize it's an option. Like maybe they're just not even aware that they could have an info product online and be replacing their income. I think there's that. I think there's not knowing how to do it. You know, there's some people that are aware that other people are doing it, but they don't really know how they could do it themselves. Um, obviously, that's something you and I have 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 uh, decided that we're trying to educate on and with our membership site and all that stuff. 
Um, there's other people that are aware of the are aware of the risk, uh, perceive it incorrectly. There's other folks that are that don't realize that they can do it, like steal second with their foot still on first base. You know, I didn't like quit my job and go out and start a business. I I, I built up an income on an extremely spare time business, basically using just weekends and sometimes evenings because I worked a lot of hours at my job. I didn't really have time to be able to do, you know, uh, work on my business hardly at all during the week. So, so uh, you know, you can, it, that's another nice thing about an online info product type of, of product, a source of income is that you could totally do it in your spare time. It might take longer. I mean, it definitely takes longer if you have to do it in your spare time, but you can do it. Oh, yes. Uh, that That's a great aspect of... And you know, that's because, my preferred way to do it, too. Right, yeah, yeah. It def- definitely your preferred way. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more of just jump in with both feet, and and hopefully you land on solid ground. Um, I, I, I find that because the inherent qualities of an online info product business has all those factors in it, it makes it easy to be able to do part-time. And that, uh, and I think that's that's what pe- uh, people are attracted to. It's like, oh, I, I could replace my income and I could do it by working part time, because the margins are so huge, because it it doesn't cost much to sell an info product after it's been created. It's it's almost free, so you have these huge margins, which can really, if you're used to making twenty five dollars an hour. When you start selling products that cost, you know, 40, uh, 40, say a $47 info product, and it doesn't take too many of those to replace a $25 an hour job. And, and you could actually work part time and make that money. Some people get caught up in the money-making aspect of it and end up working really long hours because they're trying to take, uh, Something that's now making them say, let's let's say it's making them fifty dollars an hour. They've doubled their income, so instead of working half time, working twenty hours a week, they'll continue to work forty hours a week so that they can uh, be able to double their income, mm-hmm. and because they're still putting more, uh, more, uh, more of a priority on money as opposed to everything else that they could get in their life. Which is, which is, you know, a choice that they can make. And that's the beauty of this whole thing is that you can structure your business and your, your goals. I mean, you could structure everything based on achieving the goals that you have. That's a flexibility. I, I just, when I see all this stuff and we, we, whenever we talk about this stuff, Tim, I just, I'm so happy that I live in this world today, you know? Oh yeah. It's, we have so many options. There's just so many options. I mean, I was just telling my dad over the weekend that I came up with this idea and I think it would be a very successful idea, but I, you know, and I told him about it and he goes, oh my gosh, that is a good idea. I said, yeah, you know, it's, it's weird because there's actually more ideas out there that could be successful than there is time to execute on them. So it's like, it's like you can come up with ideas all the time. I mean, almost every day. And once you start recognizing ideas everywhere and you start seeing patterns and you start seeing trends and stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, there's so there's like endless opportunity out there and, and the world, the world, the way it is right now. And my guess is it's only going to get better in the future. I sure hope so. It, it's de- it definitely is. I, when I was just talking about just a few years ago, we would not be able to run a business off of a smartphone. 
uh, some because I wanted to figure out the the smallest thing that you would have to carry and still be able to run a business. And back then, it was a laptop. Netbooks hadn't come out yet. They uh, what was called an ultra portable PC had just been released. So you know there there was there was uh, a smaller. Uh, computer that could handle it. But those things were dumb even compared to today's smartphones, those uh, really small PCs. So now we have the ability to just take something and stick it in our pocket and run a business around the world. I, I, I couldn't imagine what we're going to have at our, at our fingertips in, in the next five years uh, and the opportunities that that's going to bring uh, for us to be able to control our time, our income, and our mobility. I'm optimistic about the future there. Is there anything else you want to add to this? Because I'm getting ready to wind it up. Nope, nope. I think I think we've uh, ran on a bunch of tangents. Uh, so uh, hopefully people got a, some really good value out of it. Uh, this is a topic that I love to talk about. So if anybody wants to have a, a dialogue with me about about uh, time, income, and mobility, you know, jump into the comments and and I'll be there. So in other words, he's inviting you to talk about Tim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite subject. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for listening, listeners. Uh, thank you for listening to this. And hopefully we gave you some information that you can feel inspired by. Or maybe if you have additional questions or if you want to post something in the comments, please feel free to do that. Um, this, is less more, this is less about how-to than we'll probably some of the other stuff that we've talked about and more about just the kind of the bigger philosophies behind why we do all this stuff. But hopefully you found it valuable. And until next time... Enjoy your Foolish Adventure. Thanks for listening to Foolish Adventure. If you found this information helpful and want more like it, please visit foolishadventure.com. Do you have specific questions you'd like us to answer? Leave a comment on the website. Who knows? Maybe we'll create a whole show to answer it. Also, we have a voicemail line where you can ask questions. The number is 480-331-4695. 